High Energy Podcast coming at you today from, oh, yeah. from the east side of Nashville in Mount Juliet. I'm John. This is Johnny. Yes. And we're here on Talk About That. Oh, my gosh, John. We are bringing it today. I, I say high energy because... We, You're a little haggard. I, uh, my family went down with the pestilence this week. The plague. It hit us like a... I mean, it's been... And, and I'll, I'll be brief... And I don't want to. I don't, don't want to I don't want to go into great. Yeah, you don't want to be like gruesome or just you know, yes, graphic if you right. will. But never in twenty years, almost well, nineteen years of marriage this this year, never have my wife and I both been hit with some sort of stomach thing at the same time. Like I was on, I don't know, man. You know, I go on like years of vomit streak. Like yeah. man, I could go a long time without vomit vomiting. free streak. You don't want to. V- Vomit well, they streak. called a vomit streak. Didn't they say yeah. that on Seinfeld? Was yeah. it a vomit streak? But I thought it was a no vomit streak. A vomit streak is like, hey, I'll hey. throw up every day for... <laughs> hey. <laughs> Someone call a doctor. Uh, no, I was... I don't know, man. Like, she started to she started to feel bad. And I was like, hey, I want to go sleep in another bedroom. You yeah. know, I could tell she was getting sick, you know. And we had a volleyball... Our volleyball coach, Sadie's, Sadie's volleyball coach. I'm Not your wife's volleyball. volleyball. Yeah. Uh, I know she had had something, and so it's possible. And I was like, I'm going to go. And then by the t- I was literally like pulling the sheets back on the spare bed and started to feel myself rumble. I was like, you know what? We might as well just dig in. This is this is about to happen. So you just went back to the bed with your wife? I did. Because you're like, we're both sick. We may as well. Contaminate one room. It's like a chicken pox party. Oh, my gosh. Do you ever hear man. about those? Oh, yeah. I think my mom. People don't really do that for real. I think my parents might have done that. Like, just let them all have it. I don't know, mom. It's I'm weird, sorry. Right? I'm so mean to my mom. She's always like, I didn't. No, but do a lot that. of moms did it. A lot of moms did that. Well, because they were all going to get it anyway. Yeah. You might as well have it together, and then they can entertain each other. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it was bad, bro. That's no good. Well, that's the thing too. When when you're both sick at once, we talked about roles in a mm-hmm. marriage before, yeah. and roles in a family, right. and. That's when it really throws you for a loop. Like if, because I'm a bad patient. Men are usually the worst patients, right? Because you're oh, there's something in a, in a woman's like the caregiving thing takes over. So it's like if she's sick, you're like, well, don't give it to me. But if you're sick, it's like, baby, I don't, I can't help me. <laughs> Hold me. <laughs> yeah, take my socks off. <laughs> like it's just you can't even. <laughs> I can't reach. Well, I'm my, a baby. Well, my wife is an actual nurse too, right? You know? And so, yeah, we both just, she doesn't sleep very well anyway. Yeah. So we both just hit a wall. We were, it was like every two hours, just like, wow. Yeah. And I'm, and again, not to be too graphic, but I don't throw up quietly into that still night. Is there it a, just sounds like an expression of some sort. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't throw up don't quietly. Don't throw quietly into that good night. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, some people, it's just, you know, oh, who look at throws that? up quietly? I don't know, man, but I sound like someone's dying. Like it's a full That's voice. That's what everybody, it's no, a, no, I, yeah. uh, you know, and so. Do you shout Europe at the sink? Is that what? <laughs> Europe! <laughs> <laughs> you pray to the porcelain god O'Rourke. <laughs> so again, like, I was, O'Rourke! <laughs> O'Rourke! Okay. It was bad. So it was in the bathroom. We had trash cans in the bedroom. And I guess I was so loud that it made my wife get nauseous. And my, <laughs> and my mom walks in the room to check on us yeah. right as my wife's in the floor. Yeah. And she can hear, my mom can hear me in the bathroom, like, just going at so it. So let's talk about Laura's tick when she gets nauseous. Because it makes me laugh ever since I've known you guys. <laughs> That's right. When she gets nauseous. She doesn't, she doesn't open her mouth like a lot of people and go do the Jim Carrey. The, oh. She doesn't do that. 
she closes her mouth tightly and sticks her tongue out like a lizard. Just like a lizard tongue. <laughs> does she still do that? Uh, yes. That's fascinating. I haven't seen her do it in a long time, so I'm assuming she does it. Because I'm start not... talking about something gross on a, like a road trip with the band. She'd be like, don't do it. <laughs> She's do like, the, uh, oh, what, is like, what is that, a gag? Is she one of those lizard people? If you're going to gag, gag like a real person. Yeah, that's a real conspiracy theory. Have you heard this about lizard people? Gagging like the a world? lizard is a conspiracy? No, people being lizards with like human skin on. Like people high in power. Are you like, talking about the the I'm talking about plot you, line of V, the final yes, battle? Yes, basically. But that, there's people that really believe it. That like George Bush was a lizard person. Obama was a lizard person. Dude, and you're like making... This is a, is there, a, I'm telling you, YouTube videos, it's one of the number one YouTube video kind of things of conspiracies is like... They'll they'll freeze frame it where you can see like the eyes turn into slits and stuff. <laughs> like they catch Obama when like a flash goes off, like his eye, and they'll be like, "This proves definitively Obama's a lizard." And uh, Trump, they say, is normal, which is no, I'm just kidding. They don't think they think Trump. <laughs> he looks like his head could just pop off like a mask already. You know what I'm he saying? Does. He looks like, like a Scooby Doo yeah, villain. Scooby-Doo. I was about to say the same thing. It's a Scooby Doo villain. Like it was Mr. Bob the whole Bob, time. Yeah. Um. I don't know Mr. Bob was a huge character. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, are you good at improv? Because it shows. Let me You're tell you something, really bro. Good. I'm sharp as a marble. Hi, I'm Mr. Uh, Bob. You know, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> remind me of Michael Scott doing the improv class. I'm not. You know, what's funny is people think, I, I think I'm quicker on my feet uh, in a live setting than I used to be, but I used to just kind of like, I would want to just do my jokes and get out of there. And if something would happen in the room, I'd still freeze up. But now... I still feel like it's I can I can I can react in the room if something happens yeah, if somebody drops food. a glass or if somebody makes a noise or if somebody's got a weird laugh I can do it and I can still you know get back to my spot in my show but sometimes you get great stuff handed to you but every now and again it's just super weird and I used to just be so afraid of it but I did have a moment in my show back in the day where I had this song about farming uh, <laughs> that. Uh, it was a it was a parody song. I did parody songs a lot in the early days, and I would had this song called "Too Late to Fertilize." It was from right. "Too Late to Apologize" with by One Republic. So, and I, I, I for a couple of times in the show, I would close the show with it, and I would say like, "I want to do a song. I just want to make up a song on on the fly here. Can anybody just shout out? Just shout out jobs. Any jobs? They're like, blah, 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 and I'd be like, I heard farming, and then I would just go into it like it was made. I mean, it was kind of obvious that it was. Prepared, right. but it's just, it was always funny to me. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I heard farming. Everybody's looking at each other like, and now I have said this. Farming. Now I have this track prepared. Yeah. 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 Nobody Gosh. said farming. That's funny. That's funny. I will say this uh, that the other night reminded me of Panama. Like, it oh, were, how sick you were. Thought, uh, I thought of the only time in my life I've been this sick was when Johnny W. and I, like, it was some, I don't know, South American parasite took over yeah. our bodies in Panama on a, on a mountain with no running water, electricity. Yeah. We were sleeping in tents, bathing in a river. I don't mm -hmm. know why we got sick. Yeah. And purifying our own water, which was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever had that job, it didn't work out. No. And, uh, dude, we went down hard. We did. That's the sickest... I've been in a long time. Yeah. And I may have told this story in an early podcast, but I still, to this day, 
have effects from it because <laughs> do you remember they brought like the these were guimy indians living in this on this mountaintop yeah. right so they came after like day three of me being down for the count i couldn't do anything they brought me they had a coke machine somebody brought me a coke i was like thank god like you need to get the south american cokes are great yeah because it was real sugar yeah. and the real deal and so they were like, it probably still had cocaine in it. I don't know. <laughs> From the old days. It's like, this feels real tangly. I like this. I do. I see Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so they bring me this half coconut looking gourd thing. It was on a coconut. It's like a gourd. And inside of it is some concoction they've made with steamed white rice. Oh, my gosh. And some juice in it. Like some, it, was white, it was white rice. The, it was the water from they the boil off. Season, they put some yeah. seasoning in it, too. And they said, this will soak up all the toxins. Oh, yeah. Just force it down. And they were watching. Like three or four of them had come over to watch yeah. me partake of it. So it was like if I reject it, it's like, mm. hey, we just came here. Uh, they to brought build, it to me too. We just came here to build a school for you. We don't want your dumb rice medicine. Right. So I had to do it. And I forced this. And to this day, I can't eat steamed rice. I, just, the, I feel the little floaty white rice in the back oh of my, my throat. It's, it's, it's like if they go, we don't have – uh, Anything but white rice, like I'll be like, I just won't have that dish. Then you know what? You know what the name of that was in Spanish? I don't know what it was, but it translates into parasite food. Like whatever it was, it it fed the parasite. It was like, (laughs) this is what I love. Give me more. Because I remember feeling so much worse. Like I didn't think it was possible to feel worse than when we drank that. When I was kind of, uh, uh, it was warm too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, mm -hmm. and it was already hundred degrees. Laura here right now should be sticking her tongue out. She would, (laughs) she would be doing her Laura Lizard thing. Oh, my God. Laura's a lizard person. Oh, my gosh. Your wife is a part of the know. Illuminati. I, I don't... The Ill- I, everything I'm thinking to say is inappropriate, so I can't... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it all alone. <laughs> anyway. Well, all I'm saying is that that affected me, and that's the sickest I've ever been. There's a picture somewhere of me heaving I over took that picture. Post. Yeah. I took that picture of you. Just, just It was brutal. like, you know what? We've been in this four or five days now. I might as well start photographing this. Have some fun. And... Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, I think it was that bad. It was. It felt that bad for the night. Yeah. Like yeah. So I, I, I've relived it once now. It's yeah. like, oh wow, this is. Uh, well, I think yeah, we're okay now, though. Yeah. Although the problem is the way it cycles to the household. So Laura and I got it the first night. Yeah. Like Jesus, please don't let Sadie get it. Please don't let Sadie get it. Next night, Sadie gets it, and it's going into the night again. So two nights in no sleep. We put her in our bedroom with us so we could get her near to the bathroom. Mm. Oh my gosh. And of course, Laura was up and down. I did fall asleep for a while. I felt awful. Laura was up and down all night. And so then my mom had been taking care of Sadie for us while we were sick. Right. Oh God, please don't let my mom get it. And guess what? So then she, so it's like we're on day three or four of it just cycling through. So I guess it's my turn again. If this were prosperity gospel time, I would say that you are you don't have enough faith. Your prayers. I thought you were going to say we had a hundredfold return. <laughs> 300-fold return. Come on. And press down, shaking together. Run, Lord. Oh, Sorry, too far. Lord. Oh, I may man. have to cut that out. I'll no, it's you. great. Um, but yeah, no, that's, I'm sorry that that's happening and hopefully that everybody will feel better real soon, real, real soon. Uh, my worst fear is being sick on the road and we talked about it before, yeah. but I have been sick on a trip before and you just have to go to like a walking clinic and say, give me a shot, give me, a, and you have to kind of talk them into it. They're like, well, let me get you this 10 days of you're like, I need to feel better right now. within the next couple of hours before yeah. I get on this plane. And uh, every now and again, you can be like, somebody will be like, well, we can do it. And they give you the steroid shot and you're immediately, you're like yeah. hyper and sick now. Right. But you feel like you feel hyper aware of things and yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. I ask for shots. I'm always like, look, whatever you have, can I get it in shot form? And can you give yeah. me as many of them as possible? They're like, no, we thought you could feel better in 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> why like, would they? Why once don't we wanna... invented the shot, why not give people that? I'm sure there's a medical person listening going, no, that's not how it works. But you're right. But and give me the pills and the shot. Here, take this high powered pill that's going to make your stomach hurt a little bit in addition to whatever it is you're feeling. Yes. Like, why don't you just go ahead and just give me the shot? I, I don't mind the pain. I don't mind a little bit of soreness. Just give it to me. Yeah. I don't know. Which is crazy because I was terrified of shots growing up. Have terrified. you ever had them give you the shot, though, and you feel the medicine just kind of puddling in the area where they gave you the shot? Oh, like yeah. it didn't ever really. G- You're like, now I just have a little, I have a little quado pouch, <laughs> like a little friend here on my backside <laughs> that just is full of the medicine. Like, well, I feel better. Like, that's not <laughs> helping anybody. It has to slowly absorb. Yeah. That's Johnny, not you cool. need to see another a different doctor you're not doing it right they're bringing in a janitor or something to, they are hey, give him a give him a shot he's, he's like my name is dr bob <laughs> <laughs> like i thought you were mr bob no i went to medical school i uh, just finished oh that's very funny wow well, we call that a callback okay officially. sure you brought yeah. it you brought it around what is, what is it explain it again callback oh, okay it's thank a, you I'm a silver award-winning humorist. Oh, that's so, right. Don't yeah. throw that in my face a- again. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my album went zinc, so we're very excited. Hey, I did find out. I can't say who. Yeah? I can't say what. Well, this is... I know, but I can just... This is just a total it's teaser. A total tease. Sadie and I were working on homework today, and so this is a foreshadowing. We learned about that today. She learned about that today. I already knew. How, what context was foreshadowing in her homework? Like Bible homework? Mm-hmm. No, in English, bro. But I'm okay. So, like English, like literature, just English and the way stories work. Yes, it yeah, was but that's literature then. Well, yeah, I wouldn't call. You what wouldn't she... talk about just in- foreshadowing in the English language, like oh, people say foreshadowing all the time. <laughs> like no, no, I'm saying it wasn't like though. When you say literature, it wasn't like she was reading something I would consider to be literature, like it's right. just stories. But just how yeah, it wasn't how... like Shakespeare. Right. I mean, the story she was reading was yeah. not literature, but. Yeah. At any rate, unfortunately. I just thought it might have been a Bible, because she goes to a Christian school, right? Yeah. I thought it might have been a Bible thing, because you always hear, the first time I ever heard about foreshadowing was in, like, when you hear an Old Testament story, and it's, like, foreshadowing Jesus' sacrifice. Like, really? That's yeah, like Abraham and Isaac, all of that. Like, you know, th- there's going to be a sacrifice. Get, and so it's foreshadowing. You went to a super Christian school. It was. It was yeah. super duper. <laughs> like, yeah. none of these literary devices existed. Well, that was... Well, yeah, they, the, I, I do believe that Hebrew literary devices are are actually obviously predecessors to English just by the nature of the timeline. So I understand Except they that. go uh, right to left, right? Well, there you go. Is except that correct? For that. And I'm not sure. I wonder if a Hebrew timeline goes right to left. Do you think it... I wonder why they go right to left. I don't know, but that just means we're doing it wrong because they were first. That's interesting, right? It's very, that's great for a left-handed person if you're writing Hebrew because as a left-handed person, that's the number one issue is as you write something, oh, my, my you're, kid. You're, you're blurring it with your own hand. You listen, my <laughs> child, to get to the line, it's like, my child is awful. lefty and it's horrible. She can't, yeah. she can't like, um, she can't like do a good job of writing at the size that helps her estimate how long it is to even theory. Oh, she should be able to right. see. I was terrible at that too. But she's covering the letters with her hands. So yes, she's not sure, mm. you know, where she is in anyway. It's she used to use a smaller font. Right. So I tell her, Hey, write smaller or, you know, think about it. Like today, like she put a dash and just an R on the next line. I was like, you can't, you can't do that. That's not. You got a dash between the syllables. You know that. Like, it was just like, you know what? I'm out of room. I'm just going to put an R <laughs> period. I was like, what are you doing? You know, and she's been sick. I feel bad, but I, I just, my teacher yeah. came out. I was like, you can't, you can't do that. So 
There may or may not have been tears, and she cried a little bit too. But the foreshadowing thing is this. Yes. Is that I may get to be a guest on one of my favorite podcasts. You can't talk about it, though. I can't. I can't. You've already jinxed it now. I can't. And, and I'm going to be so in, disappointed. You believe in jinxes? No, I don't. Yeah, okay. I don't. I think, I think look, in, I think in you would... You would You're supposed to... Something's supposed to happen. It's supposed to happen. Well, I, I mean, I entrust well, to the Lord all What about jinx like things. we say things at the same time and then you owe me a Coke? You believe in that jinx? Oh, absolutely. That's, that's, that's a law that's of the universe. Law, yeah. Yeah. But no, the... And any other... I, I, don't, I don't think, like... Like, here's the deal. I, I'm one of those, like, I don't count chickens. Right. You know before they hatch. I'm not going to go like say, no, I definitely got it. Not because it will cause it to change just because right. I think it's unwise. But I also, so I do trouble with hope. Like I have trouble hoping. Like, yeah. um, I do, right. I said, I do trouble with hope. Let me, let me, let me back up and restate. <laughs> I do have trouble with hope or yeah. I have trouble hoping. You Where does the jinx thing come from? Do you think about like saying things at the same time? It's, a, it's, is that a, like, it's bad is luck it, to repeat things at the same time as somebody else. So you say jinx. Is it Yiddish? To keep it from being bad luck? I don't know where the word comes from. Like what if etymology. it is biblical? What if that happened in the Bible and they're like, jinx, you know, <laughs> give me some manna. I don't know what they would. I think, uh, I don't know which is more alarming that you're asking the question or that yeah. you don't already know the answer after having read the no, Bible. No, I don't. Johnny. Well, no, I'm just saying like. Let's go do a word search on jinx right now. In the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I can already tell you the answer and you should know, friend. <sighs> Oh my goodness! This You're is saying it's witchcraft, and I've been well I don't partaking know. in divination I, this whole time. I don't know. I mean, just with that, who knows how many other areas? But I don't know. I don't know if I'll make it on the podcast or not. But here's what I know: I ex- I, it's, I don't live negatively. Wait a minute! You have a favorite podcast other than this one? That's her. No, no, it's the right second, there. second place, second, second place. Okay. It's a very, it's a very um, topic specific podcast. Okay, I could say that. All right. Ours is not topic specific. Ours, if you're listening today, you already know this, surely. But what's the topic? Would you say, John? We began our podcast <laughs> under the auspice, under the premise, within the paradigm. Wouldn't it be auspices? Well, I mean, I'm, 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 I chose. One, I one said aus- one. One auspice. There's well, only one. Well, I mean, it's multi-topiced. So what I'm saying is, is one auspice. Is that? Is there such a thing as one auspice? You can have one auspice. You can make anything singular, can't you? I don't think so. <laughs> you look like a ventriloquist right there. I don't think, I don't think you're right. I wonder if they're going to hear you me right now. Get out of here with that. Right. You're like Elvis tranqui- tranquilicism. <laughs> what? That's Use your like, words, buddy. That's like Elvis in a tranquil state doing a puppet. You know what I'm Vent- saying? Elvis. Ventriquilism. Ventriloquism? <laughs> you can't say ventriloquism. I, I can't say ventriloquism. Okay, that's fine. Anywho. Uh, it's our our topic paradigm is that yes. we're two friends, right? Been friends for a long time, over twenty years, too long. And we sit over, we sit across the table all the time, and we have conversations just like this. And so yeah. we're going to do that, and we have conversations that have fun, and they usually have some substance as well. And we're going to just be friends together. We're going to invite people to listen and maybe to participate. Like that, that's that's ours. So the other one that I may go on is a very like, no, 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 it's about this thing, right? And he interviews lots of people, marriage and sexuality. It's not about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, although, although oh, we uh-huh. should tell, we should tell the listeners. Yes. So, uh, I don't, I haven't signed anything yet. So I hope if it goes, it falls through, I guess. But, uh, I, Laura and I got invited to come back and do the marriage conference right. in Wisconsin in 2020. With and this ring. It's called with this ring. 
like I thought you meant like we're going with this ring. Like Johnny's holding yeah. a ring right now <laughs> with this ring. To rule them you will all. do this. Conference. You'll do what I say because I got the ring. Yeah, and uh, but the entertainment. You know who they told me the entertainment was going to be on Friday night because we do like all day Saturday yeah. and like Sunday morning. You know who right. the entertainment's going to be? Who? Johnny W. We get to do it together, Bunny. Bro. And you haven't said yes yet, though. No. Uh, <laughs> I got to make sure everything, the numbers work. Uh, yeah. You know how it is. Yeah, I'm going to be getting a lesser paycheck out of this. No, is what I don't you're think saying. so. I think it's going to work well, out guy, great. Guy, we had, listen, we wanted to pay you what we paid. Let's be honest, Laura's getting the check. You know what they told me? What? They said, uh, they said that. Well, people really enjoyed having us last time, and You're the right. guy said, but let's be honest. We all know that was Laura. Yeah. I said, you're exactly right. She's doing like a whole, at least one whole main session this time, because we kind of tag team some things, and we still yeah. will do that. But I was like, oh, man, let her let her go. Like, let her, and she doesn't get it. Like, if she was here right now, she'd be like, I don't think I did anything. Like, they, But she thought... Well enough about what she said to say it, so I don't buy that she's got that's a th- confidence I mean, issues. I, well, I think Laura's a pretty confident person. I you know like what? About her, not actually. not in that though, yeah. as much as she should be. Like I had to push her last time to go do it. And here's the deal: like, we split men and women for a session, right. and the women were in this like convention center, mm-hmm. and the women were on the other side of the wall. So probably like a hundred women with Laura on the other side. So I was in there talking to the dudes about what dudes talk about, and I don't know what Laura was saying on the other side of that wall, but it sounded like Deaf Comedy Jam. Like she had her own Netflix. They're special. running around high five. They were freaking out, yeah. screaming, yet laughing like that. I mean, it, it was like, oh my gosh! I was like, what did you do? Yeah. She's like, I just, I don't know. I just took she questions. Did the, she did the lizard face. Let's be honest. <laughs> Just, just an hour the whole solid time. of that. No, I think Laura's great. I'm. She's a. I'm. I can imagine her being a huge hit. She should be oh, yeah. more confident. I'm yeah. very, very proud. And I tell her she's. She should give herself more. And I'm glad she's. I don't want to be like bragging or anything, but I think she's spectacular. I mean, she's on. Well, we're gonna. If we do this, then I'll bring Curry, and then we'll be like a big couple's. Yeah, it's thing. gonna be fun, bro. Gosh, it's gonna be fun. Have we ever done an event like that together? Since we were, the band days, no, I don't think so. We were trying to think, since you've done comedy, have we done an event that was outside of this church yeah. that I was speaking and you were doing comedy? I doubt it. I mean, I don't speak out that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, I speak out. <laughs> I don't leave here, you know, to go. Because most of the time, I'm here speaking. So. Right. Some of us care about our local church, Johnny. Right. And um, meanwhile, I'm just going making a living. hither and thither. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm Johnny Appleseed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just want to spread it around. Did you ever think about that being your comedy name? Because it would have been horrible. Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to spread. That would have been so... Spread joy. I yeah. got a little pouch and joy is on the pouch. How many times do you get introduced at events where people open with a... Uh, Let's just laugh. Oh, gosh. Well, they want to pray. Just, yeah. Lord, you said in your word that laughter is like a medicine. Let it be a healing balm, Lord. The balm. We know we've all gone through. Lord, Trevor himself, who's recently paralyzed in that accident, just his family, Lord. And we just, so when they want to pray, I usually say, can we pray after? Like, Oh, yeah. We want to pray about that. Yeah. But- what happens is if they pray first. <laughs> Then I come out with my dumb jokes and look like I'm peeing all over the anointing. Right. Like I'm the guy that gets to like be the dumb guy. You know, right. it's dumb. I don't. So I'm like, don't make. You me don't want to make light of those things because you're a right. serious. You're a guy who thinks of those things and cares about people. Yes, I want to care, but it's just there's a timing issue. But people feel like if I'm going to have something in my 
pulpit as in essence, cause I'm in, I'm in a church a lot. They're like, I have to set the stage for these certain people who are going to be like, well, this is going to be a weird left turn. So they feel like they have to go really heavy yeah, or it doesn't work. And I'm like, no, no. So Just I'm going to do that though. When we're out there together, be- <laughs> we were like, guys, Lord. I want to bring up someone right now. Who's a close friend. Our yeah. hearts, our hearts are so well, drawn <laughs> to what he has to say, you know, something. And just, Lord, let us laugh freely. Just, even if it's not funny, Lord, <laughs> you just draw it out of us. That's Jesus. your favorite. That's your favorite. Well, the the worst, there's two horrible kinds of intros, okay? Uh, the second worst is when somebody says, I had this one happen. I may have talked about it before where some guy had a chip on his shoulder. I was at a camp to a late night thing at a camp. And he goes, uh, you funny. I was warming, checking it, doing sound check. I go, Oh, this guy's going to be a problem. He was like the camp caretaker. It was one of those guys where you could tell he's used to being the funny guy around camp. And he yeah. was mad. They brought in a comedian. Yeah. So he was like, you funny. I go, well, I guess we'll find out together. And he's like, huh? And so then I found out he was going to introduce me. So then oh. I gave him my intro to read. He gets up, doesn't say it. He goes, well, it's time for late night. Um, I want to bring up this guy. Uh, I don't know if I don't know who he is. Uh, I hope he's funny. He Cost a lot of money. Uh, Johnny, come on! Wow, that's only the second worst. Wow, kind of intro. I don't remember that one. It was bad. So do, when something like that like that happens, do you let the people who hired you know, like, hey, that wasn't cool? Or do you well, just I made let fun of that guy for five solid minutes to open the show. So <laughs> he, he paid dearly because he came and sat in the front row Punishment after that. Yeah. Mm. So I let him have it. Did, but they, did they laugh? Yeah, they laughed at him okay. and it was, he was utterly vanquished. Do you remember what you said? <laughs> no, but well, one thing I do is I do a thing about bald, like people who are shave their head and they have like uh, mm. neck fat. Yes, and then I do a joke about well, I don't, I may not have a six pack in the front, but at least I'll never have a pack of hot dogs in the back. Right, and uh, and then I pointed at that guy, I was like this, like this guy, and then he kind of was covering the back of his head, so I could tell like he was a hot dog guy. <laughs> he was clearly so that was like all the kids were like ah hot dogs, and uh, I don't know whatever happened to the guy, but I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think he wandered into the woods. Oh dear. But anyway, that's only the second worst. The worst kind of intro that you can get, believe it or not, is guys. I'm so excited. This guy, he's so funny. You were going to laugh harder than you've ever laughed before. Oh, yeah. He's the funniest guy in the universe. Like, if they, when they do that build, it's like, I can't follow this. Like, right. don't do this. You think you like Jimmy Fallon? He yeah. ain't got nothing on this guy. I've got a friend who, uh, his name's Claiborne Cox, and he's one of my favorite comedians. And he's a real, he's kind of a character. So he has this really deadpan character that he comes up and just kind of stares the audience down for the first 10 seconds. And then he kind of gets into his jokes. Yeah, yeah. One of his jokes is he says, uh, he, goes, he has a character. He goes, I cannot, he goes, I don't have a lot of money. My family cannot afford generic items at this groceries. We cannot even afford generic, generic. We had to get generic, generic butter, uh, generic, generic uh, margarine. It's called, I can't believe I can't afford. I can't believe it's not butter. Anyway, I butchered the joke, but anyway, so he has a character. So, I introduced him one time at a show that, that I was on. And we've been doing comedy together for, we've done five or six shows together by this point. And I was hosting. So I said, guys, uh, I'm so excited to bring this guy to you. Well, please welcome to the stage the wonderfully weird Claiborne Cox. And he did great. But then after the show, he goes, don't do that. And I was like, oh, and I, to- I it made total sense. Yeah, you, tell, you telegraphed I'm it. I'm setting them up yeah. 
to be that he's going to be weird and it kills the energy that he's trying to create of oh here's a normal looking guy nope he's weird like yeah. let him be the one to push and i don't i'd only been doing comedy a couple of years when so i did it but i've yeah. introduced you several times you have I mean, you, do a good, you do a good job generally but you kind of you <sighs> you fawn over our personal friendship a little bit i try not to guys God, i love this guy <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like it's my make a wish by the time you're done <laughs> guys <laughs> he barely he barely he, made it here tonight he can't help it <laughs> i'm not trying to i really do just i really do just I introducing just, somebody as an art and i'm you, not even great at it but there is there's a there's a way to do it um and you don't you don't nail it. No, you do great. You do great. You always <laughs> ask me to do it, but I guess I may be the best of the choices. You're the best of the choices <laughs> here. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I was telling somebody the other day. I was talking. To, I was on tour with Tim Hawkins, and we were talking about things that go wrong and how you kind of play it off and how you uh, the adrenaline kicks in of the embarrassment or whatever. I think Tim one time was he walked into like a riser. Like a big board hit him in the head, and he started gushing blood. And he like wow. he got concussed. I think he had to go to the hospital. It was in the middle of the show. He went as far as he could, and he was like, "I gotta quit." And they like just kind of they came and got him, and they took him back. Wow. This was like you know years ago, but for me, it was we did a show together one time, and you were running my media in the back from the computer. So I was like, "Play this music on, oh, yeah. uh, play this music on uh, whatever," and then uh, then when it comes when it starts the show. You know, turn that off and then start the clip, which was a song that I was doing. So I was opening with a song. Then. So they go, ladies and gentlemen, Johnny W. And nothing happened. And I was, I was already ready to walk on stage. I had to run all the way to the back of the room. And because I realized it was my fault because I had muted the music. Yeah, I couldn't muted get everything. I was starting it and it wouldn't start. Right. Instead of muting like the iTunes. I was like, I'm doing slider. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, start over. So we started over. And by then I've got like 20 seconds to get back to the stage before I have to start singing again. So it's like this long intro. So I take off run. Do you remember this? No. You were there, dude. I started running and I got to the second step, tripped, and I fell. I mean, this was at Greg Canada's church, your brother in law. Boom. Both elbows. Boom. Oh, and the drum, I think some residual mics were on. So you just heard this like cacophonous Chris Farley sized <laughs> awful pratfall. And what was that? Kid, was that a minor earthquake? It was. Or and was so it? what's funny about it is I jumped up, even though I just shattered my elbows, oh. and I kind of saunter over to the mic and start singing now out of breath, just in time, <laughs> just barely making it. And, and that the best part was after the show, everybody was like, dude, that fall was unbelievable. <laughs> they all thought it was planned. <laughs> Because I just played it off. They were like, man, this is great. Oh, I was like, no, no, I need to get to a hospital. <laughs> I don't remember the fall. All I remember was me screwing up the show. Yeah. Because I, I just, I was like, well, this is easy. You did great. Like, it was I'm, my fault, though. I'm actually, occasionally I'll run media uh, during like our 830 volunteer service or whatever. Yeah. And Andrew and I will kind of run for each other. We want our volunteers to be able to be in the service as much yeah. as possible. And the deal is because we're speakers and because we both – we run through each other's messages together and all those things, like he's my favorite media guy. Like he knows exactly where I'm going. Yeah, he yeah. knows the worst thing in the world for a speaker is I just said the cue. It's in the notes. Please put the slide up. And I know it's not behind me. So I'm like – it's almost like you call for it again. Like I said, <laughs> Peter denied. You know, and like <laughs> – 
That's one of my favorite points, Johnny. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. He, what? And you could see somebody in the sound booth, like on their phone or whatever. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, you know. And, and so, but so the deal is, I really enjoy it. So for me, you get to run media for you. It's like, oh, I, I got this, you know. And I literally <laughs> was like, why is this not firing? Yeah. I cannot find a reason. And it wasn't on my computer. You had muted it on the channel. Well, I have less media in my show than I ever have. Uh, like, I'm getting ready to do these tour dates, and. Uh, it's probably it'll be like an hour twenty minutes that I'll do eighty minute eighty ninety minutes show yeah and hardly any of it has and part of it is like you are you're so dependent on you get so dependent on somebody else to yeah. run your stuff and like if you get to a venue where like they don't know you you can explain it and then they get involved in the show they forget yeah like when I say this word you hit this and they just forget now the joke is ruined so I I think I just weaned myself off of some of that stuff but. I tell you what, man. But remember, the, the nightmare is not just that. Like, I remember when we were in the band together. You had the headset mic because, you know, that was those days. And remember the nightmare that you had that you went and you were like, we were talking trash backstage about some other person we were working with. Yeah. So you were kind of caught. You yeah. were kind of caught with whatever your proverbial witness down. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, those guys. Man. And, like, and oh. everybody out there is thousands of people in your dream, of course, because we weren't that playing wasn't for real. We were right? playing for 30 youth group kids <laughs> like we probably were. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the mic the mic issue, because I do occasionally speak with a lapel. Yeah. I hate lapels. I hate them. Like, there's no dynamics to them. They're down. If you don't know lapel They're down mic. way under your name. You have a goatee, so it's like. It's, yeah, it's, it's, and Andrew. You literally, you hit it under a bushel. Andrew wants them, and yeah. I don't want them. But I've I've surrendered for now until we yeah. get a countryman or whatever. But like he hates countrymen. I don't know why. He doesn't like it's something from his past. I don't know. <laughs> and I just I just don't. I just I just can't stand them. But I use them. I'd rather I'd rather be hands free with a lapel than than otherwise. But it, there is that. But I don't want the sound man uh, muting me. Right. I want to unmute and mute. I want to mute unmute myself. Really. Otherwise. Otherwise, what if do you? Some, what would you? Why would you mute for? Like oh, like when you're walking. When I'm ready to walk out. up, the worst thing unmute. in the world is I've unmuted and they haven't done it in the back yet. And I'm now talking. Oh. Now I've now I've gotten my first That's five an seconds. The first thing. five seconds is a is a fail already between me and the media guy. Yeah, you know, or me and the sound guy, and that's a bad. You know, yeah. I just I just want to start talking. You know, I got to capture them early. Supposedly is what is what they say. About did I tell you I did a, the, the club show that I did in uh, Huntsville? So I don't normally do clubs, especially for a whole weekend. But I did a club uh, weekend with Nate Bergazzi, uh and Brian Bates because they both had the they were they were doing these shows and Nate's working out his new whatever because his Netflix was getting ready to come out. So he's working at his new forty five. Right. So I found out about it and Lucy, who runs Zany's, the Booker at Zany's, she's like, you don't want to host in Huntsville. Because I mean, hosting's kind of like I'm not really I'm I don't want to say I'm past it, but I just wouldn't you would I wouldn't right. normally go host in Huntsville because you got to do announcements in between your jokes like Hey, if you're uh, half price cheese sticks <laughs> <right>. <laughs> exactly if you're driving a Chevy Volt, you've left your lights on. Anyway, um, so I was like, ah, let's do it because I thought I'd get to work with Nate and, and Brian. It'd be a fun weekend, and they had like a little house that the comics stay in. So I was like, oh, this will be fun. So we go down and do it, and uh, I walk out the second show. It was like a Saturday night show. It's like, duh, 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 and they play the music, and then you Johnny W. And I walk out, and there is a mic cord dangled over the stand. No microphone is attached to it. Wow. And I'm talking about this is a crew of people at this club that were borderline irritating how on the ball they were. 
They were back in the green room every five minutes asking Nate if he needed anything, if we needed anything, any more food. Now, guys, here's how it's going to start. You're going to do 10, and Brian's going to do 25. Every night they'd come back and reiterate it to me. These are the announcements. Make sure you touch base. This is how they can find us on Twitter. It was so over the top. I was like, I think we can do it. I walk out. There's no mic in. That's the number one thing. I need one thing <laughs> from you. <laughs> well, I've never heard of that. Did they? He. I, I just walked out and I held the cord above my head. And I was like, well, this is new. And you know, I just kind of shouted it <laughs> to the people. And then that got a laugh because, I mean, you have to kind of establish control immediately because you just look like an idiot. Like, why would he not have a microphone? And then the guy comes running from the sound booth. He's so embarrassed, you know. Wow. And he apologized profusely. He's like, I don't know, dude. I took it apart to, you know, to clean. You know, something and then whatever the sound guys are my are my best friends man yeah and, absolutely and they're amazing and and he's so funny because i'm back there sometimes yeah and like again your show when it goes wrong all heads swivel oh, right they look around and i hate that for them and for me because the bottom the bottom line is i know something's wrong too i don't know what it is <laughs> and and usually it may not be anything we can control so easter sunday yeah it was just crazy this is our super bowl john <laughs> go ahead <laughs> Easter Sunday, yeah. we practiced. We had an extra practice Wednesday night. It's Easter. You know, everybody from music. So um, we were kind of doing, we were splitting the message again that day. I was doing a talk on the cross for yeah. about 15 minutes, and Andrew was doing a talk on the resurrection. And we had songs in between everything. We had readings. I did some uh, prayer from the Book of Common Prayer. We had, you know, everything involved, and it was, it was ready to go. Right. We show up. The, I, got, I get there early that morning. And we're in practice. Everything is going fine. And all of a sudden, the board just shuts down. Oh, no. And, like, you know our board. It is a high-tech, digital, yeah, it's, multi-level. It's like, Skynet. Yeah. Like, it's it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, no problem. You may have a problem. <clears throat> if you have a power, if we get struck by lightning or something, like that, you know, like, gone. And then it comes back on. Mm-hmm. Down, back on, down, back on. And, like... We're just like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? So Dane's there. He's playing on the stage, but he's kind of our technical guy on site. We go back, reset things. It won't stop doing it. Oh, boy. Like we play for 20 minutes, and then it does it again. And we realize, so this is that weird moment. Like, we're heading into Easter Sunday, and, and it's happening. We're going to do an 830 service here in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And we either have to... Like, scrap everything, go to acoustic, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and figure out how to make that happen. Right. You know, find a backup, or we have to live with the fact that there's a good chance in the middle of the most important Sunday of the year. Yeah. And we had videos galore. Like, we had to, there's a video between everything. Like, it's a it's a day we'd really prepped well, you know. Right. And and you're like, yeah. and it was crazy. So, you know what we did? What? You'll love this. The guys went downstairs and retrieved the old Scarlet Thread board. Oh, wow. And we brought it up, and he had it ready to move over two singing mics, acoustic piano, and oh two speakers, gosh. and a video channel. So we had like eight channels ready. And yeah. he was like, he had prepped it and labeled them. That And, and so we actually, it's very rare, we're just more honest with our people now. I got up five minutes before Easter Sunday started and said, hey guys, I want to tell you. We got an amazing board, you know, soundboard. I don't know what's wrong with it today. It's very strange. Then you take up an offering. Never happened. But right now, I'm looking for that $2,000 partner. Um, 
And we just said, there's a chance it's going to go down. And if it does, it's going to take us about two, three minutes. We ask for your patience, and we have a backup plan, and we're going to do something a little more amended and acoustic. We can keep our videos and stuff. Two, three minutes is not enough time to get to another church anyway. Right, right. If you want your Easter eggs, you're going to stay. (laughs) And and so we just told them, and we had it ready, and then it it worked the whole time. I think it was a firmware issue we found out of Mm. some sort. Um, I figured you would, like, scramble and make it, like, spiritual, like... I thought about I thought about how Easter unplugged. I thought about how stupid it when he feels. came out of the tomb. He didn't need a microphone. They right? spread the word far and wide. Hallelujah! <laughs> just you, keep, you just make it a it's, a it's a teaching point now. I felt like I really did because you know I I can sermonize things. Yeah, and I thought well it, it really is true that we do not need a microphone. We do not need a video. We do not right. need none of those things. And we had that conversation in the podcast last week. We need none of those things for this day to be like an amazing day. Yeah. You know, but we didn't plan that. Like, at the end of the day, we'd rather be honest. Like, hey, we actually planned some great things that we want you to be able to participate in the good news of what we're going to share today through these things. Yeah. And now, the last second, they've changed. So, if we, but so for me, it would be a little disingenuous to turn around and say, guys, we just decided today that we were just going to, yeah. we don't need all this, although we're going to have it out of the other week, but this one, you know, like, yeah. so we just kind of chose to, we prayed, we really did, like, and it's not because we couldn't do it without it, it's because it's a distraction, and this is a, like, we don't want any distractions today, we're right. really excited about what we're going to do, what we're going to say. Speaking of distractions, John, I heard that you were wearing the Easter Bunny outfit. Not during service, although no. that was a thing. Uh Okay. So we had planned, so the, the preschoolers and toddlers have their Easter egg hunt right after church. Yeah. And so we decided in staff meeting that Andrew and I would go be the Easter bunnies. Like that'd be a fun thing. The two guys who'd spoken that morning to go, right. you know, to go do that. And so we had an, we have a thing at the end called the button that we do. So like whatever we've done for the day, we come back and it's like 45 seconds. Right. Like a wrap up. Yeah. Thing. It's like a, Hey, Put a bow on it. Hey, you know, it's, it, it's remind you of this it's not an announcement at all but like hey you know if you want to talk to somebody here's yeah. our elders and deacons you know don't forget that we give as you leave today because we don't take up an offering right now during okay. the service you know or you know we have we have people at the back or we have places at the back and you know whatever the thing is we're going to have community on wednesday if you want to come you know see this person kind of thing and so I, we decided that morning yeah look you know during this last song we were going to do a song at the end Andrew, you slip out and go put on your bunny costume and come out for the button. When I, when I started, we had a video in the button. This kicked off a new series is happening. And then while the video is playing, I'll go dress. And we'll basically end the service of both of us in Easter bunny costumes without any children in there to ruin, you know, the surprise kind of thing. And the adults children are like ruin that. everything, don't they? But we just decided. <laughs> 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 I mean, you start like the kid. I know. I mean, to ruin the surprise for right. the for the children, I'm not just for us. Being yeah. Serious. So. Go ahead. <laughs> and so, what we decided, so much could go wrong yeah. that day with the soundboard. That we just, you know what? Let's not add one more thing where you and I are literally in the back putting on Easter bunny costumes with three minutes to to get. Do to y'all the sell stage. the dino outfits? Well, we do dinosaur stuffed dinosaurs. So I've worn those. Uh-huh. Uh, we talked about our videos when Andrew was on, Pastor Andrew, but the dino outfit, we had to shoot me from, because there's a, there's, a, there's a video we shot where Curry and I are wearing the dino outfits. We are shooting submachine guns at a golf cart being driven by George Washington. Or Thomas Jefferson. Or Thomas Jefferson, whichever colonial person we had decided for that particular video. 
And I can't remember why we had him doing that. It was like a stream of consciousness thing we were doing, like a dream sequence. Well, or it came out then to Peter Miller sitting with a group of toddlers. Oh, that's right. Opening a book. And that's how George Washington defeated the dinosaurs. How he or, saved us from the dinosaurs, dinosaurs or whatever. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so. And then someone changed the channel. So we're like three levels. Oh, it's in. a channel thing. It was like yeah. a robot chicken kind of a thing. Yeah. So I remember that we had to shoot me from like the, the knees up because I was so tall that you could see like human calf. In between the feet of the dinosaur and the leg of the dinosaur, so you guys, you guys fit nicely, probably into your Easter Bunny. Uh, I had pants out the bottom, pants. but oh, okay. I, I think that it, it was hot. It wasn't a yeah. hot day, but boy, that was hot. So, boy, let me tell you, it's hot. Boy, I tell you what, <laughs> I right, tell you right now. now, it was steamy. So, tell me this. Uh, back to the church thing. So, I read this story. Just skimmed it. I don't know the details, but Relevant uh, Magazine did a story about a church that was the big mega church and every year they spend umpteen thousand dollars on their Easter service. And this year they decided instead of doing that, they would pay off medical debt for people in their community. And they paid off $2.2 million of medical debt. Is that how much they normally put in? I don't know. I didn't read. I didn't know know that part, but I know it's a big church. I don't know exactly what big church it was, but I thought that's really interesting. I think it's unbelievable. It's a cool idea. Yeah. There's, we've talked to our people. Like when we talk about giving now, we, we we made it several adjustments. One, I mean, in our membership covenant, we changed the word tithing. Uh-huh. We believe tithing is a is a good biblical principle. We don't believe it's a New Testament commandment. Um, simply because what Jesus did say to the Pharisees, "You should tithe." You know, right. but again, he's talking to Jewish Pharisees, and he's talking really about the fact that they're robbing widows as they do the technicalities of yeah. legalism. And so, like, you can't just pull out that one thing and say, well, Jesus said tithe, you know, like that's the only time it's really mentioned really the principles of generosity in the new Testament tithing would probably be more like a minimum or, or be like a, yeah. a starting point. Certainly not a place to cage, you know, making decisions. And Paul did say, yeah. Hey, when you give, give not out of obligation, but cheerfully unto the Lord as each one purposes in his heart is what mm-hmm. it says. And so in, in Philippians four, I believe. And so that, that idea of hey, and and then also seeing to your point and to your to the to the thing you brought up, we're really wanting to be more mindful of the needs of the community. So like, okay, let's live lives together, and as we give, so yes, we we need you to give in the offering. That's a part of the community. Um, but this week, that shouldn't be like the the essence of all that you do. Like, right. that's, like what's going on with people around you? And and <clears throat> you know, the the real model has always been we call that model benevolence. You know that there is a need and it kind of funnels through the bureaucracy of the church staff. Yeah. And so we, we find out what all the needs are you give and then we distribute accordingly. And there's a time for that. We, we still do that. Mm-hmm. But if you're like living life with somebody and they have a financial need that they haven't shared with you, right. then Johnny, let's talk about that. You can just meet it directly. Right. Yeah. But the, often they're not sharing it out of shame. Yeah. Which means that there's there's a some there's some level of community not being lived together there that we haven't broached, and so what we're saying is, hey, you know, I should be living honestly with people to the point that there's no um, there's an expectation that you know you and I talk a lot about our money. I mean, yeah. we do. You, you know, you know, you know the good and the bad. You do, and I know the good and bad on your side. Yeah. I don't want to have real relationships where, hey, you know, I don't share those those kinds of things. I have an area that's off limits, and what we're saying is, hey. 
we're not talking to the public, but in the community within people you live with, there should be those things should be evident. So to that to that end, we talk now. If we give a giving spiel on a Sunday, a lot about hey, we yeah, obviously we appreciate your um, generosity today, and it is necessary for what we do in American church. You know, that being said, also, you know, what are the needs of the people you live in life with today? Mm-hmm. What, who, who are you looking around the building today? We're a small enough church. You look around the building and, and say, you know, hey, it's Christmas time, and I know there's a single mom. Right. You know, like, like, don't don't just wait for us. As what did the church do? That's always the thing. Well, is the church going to help them? It's like well, I don't know. Are are we? Right. You know, like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it, it, you hate to. I'm not using semantics and being pithy and cute about it, but it's really the case. Like, hey, go go and meet a need. Um, and there may be a good time out of wisdom to run that through. Uh, the church in terms of, you know, not just distributing cash all over the sanctuary or whatever. Or it may be a case where you want to remain. You put them in a booth and then let them see what they can catch. Everybody, the you turn the fan on, and, right. That's what the drum case is for now. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That needs to go on the show. Oh, my gosh. Because so many churches have those encased drum cages now with lids on top. And we have one that's empty in the corner because we moved to the You really could stage. use it for a money We thing. really could right now. Guys, let's do... Come Benevolence on. Tonight, what we're going to call this next <laughs> section. It's got like a theme song. Oh, my gosh. It'd be great. Oh, my gosh. Whatever they can catch. You know, there's one church that did a, uh, and, and this is something we think about, that, hey, guys, we're going to, passing the plate is a lesser, is a, it's a practice that is losing. Well, because I give online. So right, everybody online. gives online. Yeah. Over 60% of ours are online. Yeah. And so it's one of those things like. You know, we still we don't pass a plate as much. We have a plate at the at the back. I think those people that give online regularly, like as a regular deduction, should be given a T shirt from the church that said, "I gave online." You can just wear it, right? So you don't get judged, right? And there are people that worry about whether yeah. or not, and it's like, hey, I think I put that in one of our videos that you should be able to. <laughs> Didn't I say there should be a sticker that we could hand out, and it would just be like a frog with like an, a bubble quote above him, and, and the, the said, quote says, "Debit, debit, debit, debit." <laughs> So dumb. <laughs> anyway, no, but yeah, uh, it is a weird thing, and it is going away. Like to pass the plate because it's like some people do right. give other ways. Right, same reason that we're giving online for everything else. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard. But there was a church I thought was a cool, cool thing. Like, hey, they have when all their community, like their membership, was together. Not yeah. necessarily be everybody, but hey, membership's together tonight. We're going to pass a plate, mm-hmm. and some of you will want to give some, and some of you want to take some. Yeah, it's just okay. Like if you need something out of the plate tonight, take it. And there was just like a a sense of community and ownership to say, you know, hey, it's fine. And so someone could abuse it and empty the plate, you know, like you know. But yeah. what you're saying is, is don't. And and there's that. I think that really speaks to the heart of legalism. You know, like well, we can't let people. We can't let people. And and Christ came and says, I, I'm going to free you from. Yeah. And this is hard. I free you from sin, and I also free you from the law. And the, the man, we really, really struggle with that in American culture. I read it to the church Sunday, like that Jesus having abolished. Um, basically, what he says is, is Jesus, Jesus abolished the control of the law mm-hmm. over you. And there's a real key there to the, to the wording. Jesus did not abolish the law. The curse of the law. Right. Jesus, right. Well, and they didn't say the, the – it said that – it said abolish the law contained in ordinances, meaning that there's going to be a list of rules by which you measure your righteousness. Mm-hmm. It's that measurement that Jesus abolished. He did not abolish that the rules had righteousness 
or that they're good, because Paul goes on to say the, the laws in themselves are good and righteous. What he's saying is, is I'm abolishing your need for them to be your gateway to rightness with me. Yeah. And so, therefore, I'm creating another, a new, as it says in Hebrews, a new and living way. The way you're going to come to me now is through someone else's righteousness. And so, because of that, you're free both from sin, but you're also free from that fear of breaking the rule. Yeah. And so, I think still in in faith circles, there's a lot of confusion there. A lot of confusion about saying, hey, you know, we're... we're <laughs> There are people who feel that we're under the Old Testament or people that feel that we can isolate. Well, I'm under the Ten Commandments of the Old Testament, but not, you know, not what about the other 600? Like, we're, how do you pick and choose? And so we become people. That's how I think American church gets a, a lot to yeah. the areas it gets is. Because we don't want to just be saved. We want to be more saved than the next guy. Right. Because I chose yeah. that I'm going to pick out the tattoo law from the Old Testament. Right. Or I'm going to pick out the long hair, you know. And, and again, I understand there's some New Testament things in there that are cultural. Uh, but it's, it's, but like if everybody lived at all, then you, you would have to literally live like the life of a Hasidic Jew. I mean, that, yeah. that's going to be what that law requires of, of anybody. So how do you pick and choose which ones? And so Jesus said, hey, when you're in me, you're under none of those. You're under the commandments of Christ, which are the law of love. And and this life, as opposed to you, just, I mean, you're going to lay your life down for it. You're going to lose all things, but you're free, you know, from that. And so just that that general idea of like giving to say, well, God, God's not requiring 10% of me. Although I think that's a really good principle. And I do, I'm a tither. I have no problem with that. I'm not dogging tithing. Yeah, yeah. When I do events with New Missions, who are a child sponsorship organization in Haiti, uh, they do build churches and schools there. Uh, when Tim Detellis, who's one of the founders there, he says, uh, when he takes pledge money, he's like, well, this is what it costs to take care of a child. But if you pledge any amount... You're going to get one of these, you know, he gives his book away or I give something from my table away. We want just to start a dialogue with you uh, about this child that you're helping. But it doesn't have to be a certain amount because he says, I don't believe generosity is an amount. It's an attitude. That's great. So that's kind of, it's really taught me a lot, like being around him and learning those things. Like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So to your point about, yeah, we were under this old law, but now it's like we're free to give more. Exactly, you know, and and free to to not feel obligated to it. Yeah. And when obligation is removed, mm-hmm. there is a freedom there, and it does cause your real heart to be revealed. Um, but it also causes you. I mean, there are things I gave to over the years out of almost guilt, like, well, I can't ever, I can't ever dial that back. But even though I wasn't necessarily in alignment with some yeah. of the the things, and to say, hey, it's okay. I get to decide this. I'm mm-hmm. a steward of this, and everything in my hands is God's. I thought about this. The Bible says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And how much of our heart is supposed to be God's? All of it. Mm-hmm. So how much of our treasure is supposed to be God's? All of it. Like if they're, if they're that heavily tied, then there's that sense of living my life as if this is all God's. And I'm, I'm sometimes he's going to be very specific with me about how to steward it. And sometimes he's going to let me steward it, you know, and, and he's okay with that, you know, yeah. like, so there, there's that feeling. Yeah. Of, no, I agree with that. I mean, it's like the story of when he said, hold the coins, let me see a coin whose face is on the coin. They say it's Caesar's and we'll render it to Caesar. What he was saying was not just pay your taxes. Pay the taxes. Right. He was saying my mark is on you. Just like Caesar's mark is on this coin. Yep. So be, be mine by giving. 
this is part of what having my mark on you means. Yeah, render to God what's his yeah. means it's all his. Yeah. And giving unto God, his generosity is greater than ours. And I love, by the way, I don't do a lot of Hebrew and Greek, you know, but one of my favorite Hebrew words, the word for heart uh, one of the words for heart is is spelled L-E-B. I'm pronouncing it Leb. I don't know how you pronounce it in Hebrew. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, <one> <laughs> just, <a laughs> <laughs> just a guttural sound. Yeah. And it literally means when you study it out, the whole heart. Mm-hmm. So like there is no translation of heart in the Hebrew except the whole heart. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no like – there's no half-heartedness. You know, we talk about half-heartedness a lot of the, in, in our culture. Well, I kind of am just half-heartedly into that. But, like, to God, there's only one level yeah. of that. And and not like that he requires that, like what he invites us into. And it, and I'm okay saying that God commands and he's the creator of the universe and the judge and all those things. I just think his grace is a lot bigger than I – mean, think about it. The psalmist says his love is better than life. It's better than the very thing that we're all mm-hmm. clinging to. Yeah. So whatever it is about life that I'm clinging to, God's love for me is bigger, greater, better than that. And when you begin to rest and trust in that, then you say, well, yeah, I mean, if you invite me, even if this costs my life, your love's better. You know, yeah. and, and there's this, there's this, if it costs me all my money, your love's better. And not in, in metaphorical senses, I'm not doing this poetically, like literally eternity is better. Like literally life on this earth with you is better. So I think, I think, yeah, I love that idea of the generosity being a reflection of the heart, but not just being to try to get people to give more, right. but to, to ask that question. I love what, you know, that his inscription being on us, uh, in his image, we are the image. Jesus was the image of God and we were made in the image of God. And there's just so much there, Johnny. Johnny, I could go all day. I don't mind if I do. <sighs> You this, turn, is because, this is because you only had 10 minutes at Easter, isn't if it? If you'll turn to Leviticus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be quoting. Anybody having shellfish today? Chapter. You're going to hell! <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of sermons out of Don't be so shellfish, everybody. Oh, no. no sorry, that's, what Mr., that's that. what Mr. Preacher would do. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bob. Dr. Bob. Doctor, Pastor is, Bob. He's a demon. Dr. Bob yeah. went to seminary. He did. I tell you, Johnny, I'm good at making up names. That's why I'm such a... Hey, I'm thinking about writing some fiction. I listened to a podcast the other day with uh, like a really incredible fiction writer. Great American novel, bro. Charles Charles Martin. uh, And he was talking about fiction writing. And so I have a couple couple fiction things, you know, but uh, yeah, yeah, I would have to go rework them a little bit, but I'm thinking about it. I don't know. Mm. You don't seem really enthusiastic. You don't really read the kind of books I that did, I write, John, even if they were no, fiction. No, John. Like, I don't know what I could write that would like would trigger you. You'd be like, oh, man, I can't what? wait to dive into that. John, I'm doing the podcast. What else do you want from me? Oh gosh, I'm giving leave, all I got. Leave me alone. <laughs> Johnny, the lab thing was for you. I just it want really your was. whole heart. <laughs> you, want my, you want my lab. <laughs> oh, my and listeners, we want your lab, too. Yes, leave us reviews and subscribe. We want you to laugh. Tell a friend. Tell shout him. it. Shout it from the room. Re- we got a good review this week. Did you? Did you see it? You Did liked we? it. Oh. You liked oh, it. Right. Something it, uh, about just being with friends around a table minus the food. That was very nice. That's what you want. If, There's no way if, to, for us to give you food digitally. Right. So he was right there. Although, so uh, when we go to Wisconsin, we are toying with the idea of taking one of the sessions and doing a live recording of Talk About That. Would that be something? With a live audience. Dude, you have no idea how much editing we do. If you're listening to this, we oh, chop these things my up. my goodness. 
Johnny drops words. Johnny drops so many curse words you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> I let the expletives fly. Oh, I feel like God goodness. knows my heart. He does. No, I think a live is going to be fun. <laughs> we could have guests, maybe. Yeah, we have could a, have a live guest. Yeah, well, we'll have maybe who are the marriage, whoever the other peepers people are. Who, who else is going to be other there? Peepers, other peepers. Is uh, there it like was a, just us. Is there like time. a mu- musical person doing worship? Maybe. You know what? They had their guys do worship. <sighs> you want me and you to do worship, don't you? Wouldn't that be something? Wow, I'd have to teach the you The band's going to make it, John. <laughs> you would have to teach me. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll be up there, Ancient of Days, and... Blessing, and like the slow version. <laughs> <laughs> more love, more power. There's a new song out by a band called Sonic Flood. Maybe you've heard of them. <laughs> uh, they, they, they really borrow a lot from... <laughs> yeah. I remember that... Remember that uh, I want to know you more when it was such a hit. Gosh. And like at that time, I wasn't listening to anything but like CCM music probably. Yeah. And then I heard Third Eye Blind. I was like, this is really, this is really close. Yeah, yeah Semi-Charmed Life is like, oh, that's a semi-charmed theft. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that was. Sorry, Jeff Dio, if you're listening. God love you. Dude, I do love Jeff Dio. He's a good he's man, too. He's a pioneer, man. He's, he's, a, pioneer. Uh, he's a professor at uh, Central yep. Bible and- College in... Minnesota. Dude, Sonic Flood did for the United States what um, Delirious did for the UK in terms of really bringing worship music yeah, in, in, into a genre, you know? A genre. A genre. We used to call ourselves genre, by the way. J-O-N-R-E. Because... Because we're both genre. Two, Even though mine has an H, I just let it... I let that part You let that part slide. go? You let me have the... Yeah, I dropped the age. It's silent anyway. So, but we don't want you to be silent, listener. We'd love for you to leave to leave a review. uh, Five stars if you feel like it. Yeah, don't be that person that goes and leaves reviews. Like you know, you know, I thought the guys would have been better. Three. Mm, They just Mm. would have. Why wouldn't you do that? Don't hurt us. Yeah, please, Hammer. We've opened ourselves up. Thank you. Uh, you know what? Actually, I will just say this: we had the highest listenership in March we'd ever had. And I think that we're really far past that in April already. We're killing it. Time to go. So, guys, guys, it's you guys. It's you guys who are doing it because we can't listen to ourselves. No. When we can, it'd be weird. Uh, I wonder how many podcasts there are that are just like, it's just two dudes and they're just, they're going nowhere. It's just a, it's an abyss. I I think we call that the first year of ours. It's a vacuum. But you go back, we got 58 episodes now, bro. We've talked for 58 hours. We could call that, like, you call that a catalog at this point. Would you? Like, would, I don't know. You could call it a catalog. I just did. I just think of, like, the service merchandise or Sears Roebuck catalog when you go pick out what you want. <laughs> but, yeah, catalog. Well, go listen to our catalog or order from our catalog. Oh, and yes, uh, it would be great. Some T-shirts or some nice uh, yes. parting gifts for you. Tell a friend. Yeah, tell a friend. And we'll always uh, be excited to join you again next time on Talk About That.
So anyway, we thank you guys for listening as always. We'll see you next time on... My Baby Boy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Don Hawkins, inviting you to be encouraged with my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You. To subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.